God is here. Amen. God is here. Amen. He is the omnipresent God. He's everywhere at the same time. God is here. He's here with us right now. And thank God that he's here, but you're here also. Uh, you're here with us. And we count it a joy and a privilege uh, that, that all of you who are gathered here uh, each and every Wednesday, that you come to hear the word of God. Uh, that you believe that there is power in that word, you believe there is purpose in God's word, and you come here for uh, for that word. And so I'm I'm thankful. I'm thankful that uh, we gather in this place uh, each and every Wednesday to hear uh, the word of God, to share the word of God, to read the word of God, to study that word and make it a part of our lives. So God is here. I'm here. You're here. Why don't we see who else is here? Amen. T.A. is here, y'all. T.A. is here. Amen. Who else do we have in the room with us, T.A.? Let's uh, say good evening to Shelba Moore is here. Amen. Good evening. Good to see you, Shelba Moore. Clara Roberts is with us. Good to see you, Sister Roberts. Mother Curry is here. God bless you. Mother Curry is here. Y'all just put in, look, put in the chat line. I'm here. I'm here. Linda Stewart, you're here. God bless you. Alta Hill, you're here with us. God bless you. Margie Collins is here with us. Amen. Good to see you. Pat Hobson is here. God bless you. Good to see you, Sister Hobson. Barbara Hurd is here. Amen. God bless you. Mother Sexton is here. Two mothers. God bless you. Good to see you. Uh, Mother Epps is here. Three mothers. The mothers are showing out tonight. Robbie Buckhalter Singleton is here. God bless you. Good to see you. David Stevenson. God bless you. Good to see you, my brother. Audrey Samuels is here. Amen. Good to see you. Sister Samuels is here. Pauline Henderson is here. Listen, while you all are here, thank God for you. Go ahead and share this with your neighbor. Share it with your friends because we need everybody to come in and hear this word on tonight. It's going to be a good word. I believe God is going to bless this word and bless you through this word. Janice Mitchell is here, y'all. Mary Robinson is here. God bless you. Who else is here? Linda Wilson, amen, from Alabama. God bless you. Uh, Nora Lawson from Alabama. Our digital member, distant members are with us. God bless you. Nancy Roselle is here. Amen. Terry Gray is here. I'm here. <laughs> Amen. Good to see you, Sister Gray. Tracy Neal, I'm here. God bless you. Good to see you. Rhonda James, God bless you. Good to see you. Jones, I'm sorry. Good to see you, Sister Jones. Ayanna Fair is here. Amen. 
here at present and accounted for. Good to see you all. God bless you. Go ahead. Keep sharing it. Keep sharing it. Go ahead. You know how this, how this social media works. If you don't share it, the word doesn't get out. But the more you like it, the more you share it, uh, the more people know that, that, that they need to tune in right now. So push the likes, get those thumbs up, uh, and let, let the, uh, the uh, algorithms go to work for us. Amen. I believe Mother Minifield is here also. I believe there was another mother who is with us. I think I saw her name in the timeline as well. Uh, so all of our a lot of our mothers are here tonight. God bless you, mothers. Good to have you all with us on tonight. Hey, there she is, Dorothy Minifield. God bless you. Good to see you. Mother Minifield is well. I believe that's I believe that's four mothers already. God bless you all. Listen, listen, listen. I want to remind you as you're continuing to gather, uh, Vacation Bible School is coming up. Uh, we always, always have a great time in Vacation Bible School. We are blessed of the Lord. Uh, to have an awesome uh, team of, of Vacation Bible School leaders and, and teachers and, and, and those who are sharing with our students. Uh, so you know what we need you to do. Go ahead and get registered for our classes, Leading Out Loud. Amen. Leading Out Loud. We need you to register. Uh, the Vi Vacation Bible School begins June 5 and ends on June 8th. Uh, it's going to be a great week of study, a great week of activities and food and sharing. Uh, so go ahead and get registered, get your young people registered, uh, but also for our adults as well. Um, there, there's going to be something for our adults as well. Always have a great time uh, with, with Vacation Bible School, and it's going to be wonderful this, this uh, year as well. But we do need you to get registered. Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you. So listen, why don't we go ahead? Go ahead. We're getting those numbers up. I listen. We gotta have at least a hundred in the room, y'all. At least, at least a hundred in the room. We're at seventy-six. Go ahead and get that number up to a hundred. Uh, y'all know what to do. Call somebody. Call somebody. Let them know you, you. You, if they're not on, they should be on. It's gonna be a good word. It's gonna be a good word. Let's get those numbers up. Amen. Amen. Listen. Also, um, uh, wow, we have just had a packed. Last couple of months have just been packed with uh, uh, the moving of God in 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 our church. Uh, there have been so many wonderful things taking place. Um, uh, we recognize uh, volunteers throughout the month of, of April, uh, and what a wonderful time that was. Uh, we thank God for uh, all of those who were awarded, all of those who um, uh, were recognized for your service. Uh, service in the community, service in our church family. I want to thank our program committee for putting that together and making sure uh, that that uh, so many uh, so many people who oftentimes uh, don't get that 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 recognition, don't get out put out in front. Uh, but every now and then that we can uh, go back and recognize people uh, and just tell them great job. And so we thank God for all of you, all of you who have been uh, sharing uh, in the service in your service. Uh, to the Lord by serving humanity, serving community, uh, and and serving our church family. Amen. Amen. All right, we're, we're getting those numbers up. We're getting those numbers up. Why don't I go ahead and pray? By the time I finish praying, y'all, we got to have 100 in the room. Come on, we had 82. By the time I finish praying, I'm believing y'all going to go ahead and get those numbers up. Amen. Should I include it in my prayer? I'm going to include it in my prayer that while I'm praying, amen, you'll get those numbers up. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we do bless you and we thank you, God, for this time together. We thank you for who you are, for the awesome God that you are, for the awesome things that you do in our lives. God, your name is great and you are greatly to be praised. And we're thankful that you are here. 
You're here with us. You promise never to leave nor to forsake us. God, we're grateful. Not only are you here, but that you have allowed us to gather here as the body of Christ, as brothers and sisters uh, who care and share with one another, care for one another. Lord, in good and bad times, we're thankful that we can lean and depend on you. We're thankful that also we can lean and depend and trust uh, that, that our brothers and sisters will be there for us and with us. God, we pray now your blessings upon this study of your word. We pray, oh God, that you would open our ears, open our hearts, open our eyes that we might see and understand and know uh, the truth of your word and that we might live by your word. God, we pray that this word would be received by those who need to hear it. God, that you would bring into this room and bring into this space everyone who needs to be here so that your word and that your will would go forth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. All right. All right. We're just about there. We're almost there, but we're going to go ahead and get started. So listen, um, let's see. Let, let me start. Let me start tonight's lesson by, um, well, let me ask you this. Have you all seen, have you all seen um, uh, what's called AI uh, generated, I'll tell you what they, they call, they call just, just when we get started. All right. Have you all seen what's called AI generated art? AI, AI stands for artificial intelligence, artificial intelligence. Um, and, and it's, 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 I mean, it's a big thing now, artificial intelligence, and they call it, uh, also chat, uh, GTP, I think is, is what, um, um, a lot of uh, college students even are using now, and not just college students, but in, in a lot of disciplines. I'm not I'm not advocating for it. I'm not even telling you to go out and 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 uh, do anything on it. I'm just asking if you've heard of it, um, and if you haven't, basically what it is it's 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 intelligence uh, that is based upon um, data. Uh, data points, um, uh, definitions, um, all kinds of things that are already out in the world, in, in social media, uh, on the internet, in, in, in all of our books. Uh, and artificial intelligence just kind of brings, brings all of that stuff together. Chat GTP is, is, is um, I, I mean, on, on one hand, you kind of like to see what it can do and then on the other hand you're looking at it kind of like nah i don't i don't i don't want that to go any further <laughs> uh because you know it, it 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 um it replicates it replicates um human thought it replicates human interactions um and so it, it's 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 interesting to see what all artificial intelligence can do, even to the extent of generating images, uh, photographs, pictures uh, that look real, that are not real at all. And it used to be, it used to be that you could kind of look at some of these images and be like, yeah, that's, you know, that's Photoshop or that's uh, whatever, right? Uh, but it's gotten so good that it's hard to distinguish now uh, between what's artificially generated 
and what is a real photograph. Um, I want, I'm starting with that because, because in the same way that, that the world now with, with uh, the, the, the advances of, of technology uh, sometimes causes, causes issues with us being able to distinguish what is real from what is false. That has been the case really since the beginning of time. Since, since Adam and Eve were in the Garden of Eden, man has had a difficult time with discernment. Discernment. And that, that's really, that's, so nothing really has changed. It's just that it's becoming more and more difficult to discern between what is right what is wrong, what is real, what is false, what is good, what is evil. The lines are so blurred, right? Um, in fact, I think there's a song entitled Blurred Lines. I think, I think there is. Um, it's a secular song, don't look it up anyway. <laughs> but, but the lines are so blurred. Um, in fact, there's another there's another song that that's not a secular song. It's a gospel song. I think it's by uh, what's the guy Jonathan McReynolds uh, that talks about um, no no gray. I think is I think that's the title of that song. No gray, and and basically uh, the 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 message of that song is is that we we as believers need to be able to see clearly and discern distinctly so that we aren't living in shades of gray, but we can clearly discern this is black, this is white, right? And, and, and I'm, not, I'm not living in the area of, of and I'm not saying there's anything with the color gray, don't get me wrong, but I think you understand what I'm saying, that, 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 that we need to be able to discern clearly and distinguish clearly between left and right, between holy and unholy, between good and evil, between right and wrong, right? And so tonight, 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 I really want to talk to us about um, discernment, biblical discernment, biblical discernment, um, and, and being able to really key in and see and know and understand what God's will is, what God's word says, and what God wants for us so that we are not living in gray areas. Yeah. But that we are clear, our, our eyes are clear about what God God says what God expects, what God wants, that our ears are clearly hearing the voice of God and, and it's not mixed and muddled with, with other messages, right? That we, are, we clearly hear and receive from the Holy Spirit and we know, 
that that is from God. And the only way we can get there, the only way we can be there is by being spiritually discerning. Okay, so let's let's begin here. What is discernment? What what does it mean to to be able to discern? A definition we want to use for tonight, uh, simple, uh, being able to grasp, being able to comprehend, being able to distinguish and know truth from error, right from wrong, and good from evil. Being able to grasp, comprehend, distinguish, and know truth from error, right from wrong, good from evil. Basic definition, discernment. And here's the good news, y'all, that discernment is a gift given to every believer. Now, now it does not, it is not standard equipment with everybody. <laughs> okay. It's not, it's not standard because you know, and I know that there are some people who live their lives right now and they have no discernment about them. No discernment, right? It, it's, it's kind of like, you know, you put something in front of them, you ask them, you know, what, what, what's the right, and, and, and there's just no discernment. Um, uh, it's hard to make decisions. It's hard to figure out what's right and what's wrong and, and, and just unable to discern. So that lets you know it's, it, it's not standard equipment. But it is something that God gives to every believer. You and I have the ability to discern. Now, doesn't mean that you always choose right, but it does mean that God has given you the ability to know right. Mm. <laughs> to know right. You may not always choose right, but God has given you the ability to know right. Okay, so wh why don't I start and T.A., these are a few scriptures that, that I, I didn't include in our notes, but you can help me out. Um, uh, in Proverbs chapter 3, and you all know this already, in Proverbs chapter 3, um, I want to kind of set this up uh, with, a, with a few scriptures that, that, that kind of, you know, prime the pump on, on why discernment is important. Okay, in Proverbs chapter three, uh, verses five and six, and y'all know this because you you learned it in VBS, Vacation Bible School. You learned it in Sunday school. You know this scripture. What does it say? Trust what? Trust in the Lord with your whole heart, right? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, Acknowledge him and he will make straight your path or he will direct your path, right? Trust in the Lord. There it is with all your heart. Do not what lean to your what own understanding. I, I want to come back to that, but I, I need you to zero in on that because here, here is what 
causes and creates so many problems with us when it comes to discernment. We <laughs> are oftentimes leaning on our own wisdom, our own judgment, our own thoughts, right? What the Bible says is, listen, when you're leaning and depending and trusting in your own thoughts, you may not, in fact, you, you probably will not get it right when it comes to what is God's will. Trust in who? The Lord. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, right? Lean not into your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. So what this says is, if you trust in the Lord, God will give you the discernment that you, the discernment that you need in life so that you will be walking down the right paths. Have you ever needed to make a decision in life? about which way to go, what job to take, what school to go to, what house to buy, what person to date, who to marry, right? All of these are life decisions that all of us have at some point. The reason some of us get come up with the wrong answers is because we're not being spiritually discerning. We're looking at stuff with our own eyes. We're looking at things with our own understanding. And it looks good to the eye. It looks good and it's it, it, it makes logical sense, right? And so with all of our logic, with all of our looks, with all of the things that we can pull together to make the decision, we make the decision and we jump into it with both feet and it ends up being the wrong decision. Why? Because we were looking at it with our eyes rather than being spiritually discerning. Are you hearing me? Anybody ever been there? Can you, can you admit and acknowledge that you made some decisions, you made some choices, and you were not being discerning about them? You just did it because it looked like the right thing. It sounded right, like the right thing. The people were telling you it was the right thing. Your family said you ought to do this. Your friend said you ought to do this. Come on and talk to me if you can. I know I'm not by myself. You've done it. I've done it. So here it is. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. <laughs> Are you with me? Go, uh, T.A., pull up for me Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. And then the next one is going to be in 1 John chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 5 and then 1 John chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 5, uh, beginning with verse number 6. Beginning with verse number 6. In Ephesians chapter 5, beginning with verse number 6. You all know who, who wrote the book of Ephesians, don't you? Of course you do. <laughs> so Paul is writing. Ephesians chapter 5, beginning there we go. Thank you. Beginning verse number 6. Look at what it says. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, 
do not become partakers with them. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. That's good right there. Go take me back to verse number six. Take me back to verse six. Y'all, I told you, I told you to share this with your friend. I told you it's gonna be a good study. Let no one deceive you with empty words. Stop right there. Look at that. Let no one deceive you with empty words. Listen. You have friends and I have friends who have meant well, but some of the advice that they gave was not good advice. Uh, what did verse six say? Let no one deceive you with empty words for because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Empty words because of empty words because of bad advice, because of bad counsel, right? The wrath of God comes upon sons of disobedience. So when we end up doing what somebody else told us to do and we were relying on them rather than being spiritually discerning, don't be surprised when we receive the wrath of God. Don't be surprised, watch this, when things blow up in your face. Don't be surprised when, when your world with bottom up fall, falls out, don't be surprised. Why? Because it sounded good. It looked good, but it was not what you should have discerned through, through the spirit of God, what God wanted you to do. Let's keep looking. Let's keep looking. Uh, verse seven, therefore, do not become partakers with them. With who? The, those who are in darkness. Listen, you don't need to be getting your advice from non-believers. Paul is not talking about, listen, keep that up for us. Paul is not talking about um, necessarily, you know, just divorcing yourself uh, from, from anybody who is not a believer and, and not having, you know, any friends or, or relationships or it. I mean, there, there, there is a, there, there is scripture that says, yes, do not be of the world. But what Paul is talking about here is, listen, don't, don't let in your inner circle and don't get from 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 uh people who do not share your faith do not share your values do not share your ethics do not share your god right why would you be taking advice that's critical in life from people who don't share your faith who don't know your god who don't believe what you believe Said one time you were in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. So walk as children of light, it says, and try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Are you with me? Last one, First John, First John chapter four. Then we're gonna get into these these uh. <laughs> Into what I already sent you, TA. <laughs> Sorry about this. First John chapter four. First John chapter four, verse one. First John chapter four and verse one says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. That's all we need right there. Beloved, 
do not believe every spirit. What John is saying, listen, it might sound good. And you know people, you know people, they can make it sound good, right? They can sell you, they can sell you on this, that, and the other. It can look like it's it's the right thing. Let, let me, sh- can I share something with you? I'm gonna share something with you. I'm gonna share something with you. Uh, so, so I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not a big online shopper. I, I don't, I don't, I don't do a whole lot of that every now and then I, I'll purchase something on Amazon, but, but I was, I was, uh, was about a year ago now I was, um, uh, uh, going through my timeline and I saw, I saw a sale for Cole Han shoes. Y'all know Cole Han, Cole Han shoes. And it was an amazing sale on Cole Han shoes. And I kind of like Cole Han shoes, right? Um, and I and I, I started looking at them and I found the shoes that I wanted and they had my size and, and I'm looking at it and I'm like, man, I got to order this because watch this, y'all. They were regular, like $189 shoes, Kohan shoes, and they were on sale for, watch this, y'all, $39.99. And you know, I'm looking at the, I'm look, I'm like, yes, I gotta get those. Those, I gotta get them, right? And so, and so I'm excited, I'm geeked because I got Kohan shoes, $189 shoes. For $39.99, I'm, I'm putting all my information in, boom, 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 hit, hit, you know, give them the credit card, and boom, 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 and I and I, I hit order, boom, and I'm excited because I'm about to get my Cole Han shoe, $189 shoe for $39.99. In fact, I'm so excited that I send that website to my brother because I know my brother wants the same deal that I got, right? I'm I'm geeked, right? And I send it to my brother and my brother uh looks at it and and <laughs> I'm ashamed to say it now. But he looks at it and he and he hits me back and he's like, "Hey, um did you already uh yeah, you know somebody's already putting it out there too good to be true. You right. Too good to be true." Right. Um, and so long story short, it was a fake website. Fake website. Um, somebody got my $39.99. I didn't get any shoes. Ended up having to, you know, shut down my credit cards and everything else because I didn't want that, you know, uh messing up my credit and somebody ended up getting all my information. So, you know, we froze froze everything. I mean, just so I'm 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 kind of upset, right? Because you got to understand, I'm actually feeling like I'm pretty savvy when it comes to being able to identify, you know, something that doesn't look legit. This looks so legit, y'all. I mean, it looks so legit. And it goes back to what I'm saying to you that stuff can look so real. It can look so true. It can look so, so right. And if you are not looking at it with the critical eye that it needs, before you know it, you will get drawn in. You will get drawn in, not just with shoes, right? But you'll get drawn in with people. 
thinking that there's somebody that they aren't. You, you'll get drawn in to a job thinking that it's it's where you're supposed to. You'll get drawn into a relationship. I, I know I'm preaching to somebody. I, I know I'm preaching to somebody. Thank, thank God it was just $39.99 shoes. Yeah, that, 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 that I could actually put my, you know, put a freeze on and say, hold, hold on on that. Right. But, but some of you have made, some of you have made choices that you couldn't go back and, and freeze on it and get your money back. Right. You, or, or do a do over. Right. And I'm saying this because you need, you need, I need, we need in our lives to practice spiritual discernment because there are going to be decisions that you're going to have to make that you're going, you're not going to get a do over on. There are going to be decisions that you're going to have to make that you're not going to get a do over on. Amen. Somebody, am I, am I helping anybody? Okay. I'm sorry. So here I, I got on that. Back on First John four and one, do not believe every spirit is what it says, but test the spirits, right? Test it and see if it's true. First John four and one, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. Everything out there that looks like it's true is not, right? Everything that looks like it is, is not. Everybody who sounds like they are, are not. And the Bible says you ought to test it. See, what's it. see what it's made of. Before you go jumping in, before you go making commits, commitments, test it. See what it's made of. All right? All right. So, all right. So, look, here, here, here's, where I want you, here's where I want you to get. Here's what I need you to understand. The discernment that you need, the discernment that you need as believers, you already have it inside of you. You may not always use it, but it's there. Go to Matthew 13, Matthew 13 and 11. Matthew 13 and 11. Um, Jesus says this. Jesus says um, to you, it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven but to them, it has not been given. Jesus is talking to his disciples about the Pharisees. And he says, the Pharisees don't have it, but you do. The Pharisees don't have the ability to know and to understand and to discern what is of God. Watch this. But Jesus says, but you do. I told you. You already have it. You, you already have it. You, listen, you already have it. Second Corinthians four and four. Second Corinthians four and four. Second Corinthians four and four. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Stay right there. In their case, the God of this world, who is at Satan, has blinded the minds of unbelievers. So again, 
unbelievers don't have the ability, right? They don't have this, this, this spiritual gift of discernment that we, the children of God, the people of God, you have it. Why? Because Christ gives it to us. Oh my God. I hope, I hope you're getting this. You have it because Christ, okay, let me, uh, let me show it to you. You're not going to believe it. Let me show it to you. Let me show it to you. Um, uh, first Corinthians, first Corinthians, verse one, I, I'm sorry, chapter one, first Corinthians chapter one. And actually, actually, let's just begin at verse 18, T.A. Let's start at verse 18 and we're going to work our way to 30. Going to work our way to 30. First Corinthians chapter one, beginning with verse number 18, and we'll work our way down to verse 30. All right. Here's what I need you to see. Here, here it is, y'all. Um, listen to this. It says, for the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, right? Or the preaching of the gospel, right? It, it, this is folly. It's folly to the world. When you talk about the gospel and the cross, Paul says that's it's gibberish to the world, to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. And here we go. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and the discernment of the discerning I will thwart. The discernment of the discerning I will thwart. In other words, those who are relying upon their own wisdom, right? Those who are believing in their own, their own critical ability to judge right from wrong and you're relying upon your own understanding. He says, the discernment, the discernment of the discerning, I will thwart, okay? Verse 20, where is the one who is wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world did not know God through wisdom, it pleased God through the folly of what we preach to save those who are believing. For Jews demand signs and Greeks seek wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified a stumbling block to Jews and folly to Gentiles. There it is. We preach Christ. In other words, the Jews are looking for this. It says the Greeks are looking for this. The Jews are looking for this uh, for, for their own wisdom and for them to, 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 to believe what they believe in their own judgments and understanding says, but we, we preach Christ crucified. A stumbling block to Jews and folly to the Gentiles, but those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. There it is. Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. There it is. Here, That's what I wanted you to see. Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Christ is the power of God. Christ is the power of God. Christ is the wisdom of God. So if we have Christ, we have in us the wisdom of God. I told you, it's been given to you. It's been given to you. Let's keep going. Verse 25. For the foolishness of God is wiser than men. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. And the weakness of God is stronger than men. The foolishness of God. Look at that. The, the foolishness of God. 
I got to preach that some Sunday. The foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise according to worldly standards. And here's where it gets good. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. He says, listen, consider yourselves. Y'all, y'all, Paul says, listen, don't, don't act like, you know, y'all are the most educated and the most noble and, and you come from the best of, of families and you have the, the, uh, great resources and finances and all that. He says, no, remember, uh, you, we, you all are meager, come from meager backgrounds, not well-educated, right? Verse 27, but God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not to bring to nothing things that are so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. And because of him, you are in Christ Jesus who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Because of him, you are in Christ Jesus who became to us wisdom from God. Christ Jesus became to us wisdom from God. I'm sorry I'm reading a lot tonight, y'all, but I just need you to get that. That we have what we need in terms of discernment, capability, and ability because we have Christ in us. And Christ in us has become wisdom from God. <clears throat> do you do you have it? Do you see it? I told you I, I, I told you I wasn't gonna make it up. It's right there for us. I love this. Go to go to the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16, verse 15. I'm gonna show you how this plays out or how it played out. In, in one disciple's life, in, in real time, right? You remember what happened. Jesus is with his disciples and he asked the question, whom do men say that I am? Who do men say that I, the son of man, am? Disciples say, some say that, that, that you are Elijah. Some say, right, they, 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 they say, they say here, here, here's what they're saying about you. That you're one of the prophets. You're Jeremiah, you're Elijah, that you there's what here's what they're saying about you. Jesus said, Okay, that's what they're saying. Because watch this again, they're of the world. Mm, here it is. They don't have what you have. They don't have the revelation, the understanding, the understanding, and the discernment that you my disciples should have. So thanks for telling me what they say. Now, who do you say that I am? Right? That's the question. Jesus, two questions. Who do they say that I am? The ones who don't know. Now, who do you say that I am? The ones who have me, I am in you, you are in me. I am the wisdom of God come down 
from heaven into earth and in your lives. So with this discernment, with this wisdom, who do you say that I am? Verse 15, I'm sorry, yeah, verse 16. And Simon Peter answered and said, thou art the Christ, good God Almighty, the son of the living God. And here's Jesus' answer. Jesus answered and said unto him, blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood have not revealed it unto you, but my Father, which is in heaven. Did y'all get that? In other words, Jesus says, Peter, the reason you were able to discern this is not because you relied upon your understanding. You did not rely upon your own wisdom, your own logic, your own thinking. This came to you. <sighs> Are y'all getting this? And, and, and so here it is. If we are going to make the right calls in life, if we're going to give the right answers in life, if we're going to make the right decisions in life, we've got to have discernment from on high, not relying upon our own flesh and blood. Okay. Have I drilled that in long enough? So the question is, all right, all right, preacher, I get that. So tell me, how do I then attain this discernment? How do I, how do I, you convince me that I, I need to stop trying to figure life out on my own. I need to stop trying to call my own shots. I need to stop just, just going on a wing and a prayer and, and, and jumping in with two feet and just hoping the best comes out of it. Okay, I need more than that. I need to discern properly. I need to see with spiritual eyes. I need to hear with spiritual ears. I need to walk by faith and not by sight. So help me. How do I do that? Glad you asked. Here it is. How do you get spiritual discernment? Number one, you got to have a healthy diet. You got to have a healthy diet. Hebrews chapter five. Hebrews chapter five, beginning with verse 11. Hebrews chapter five, beginning with verse 11. You got it? Here it is. Here's it. About this, we have much to say, and it is hard to explain since you have become dull of hearing. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the basic principles of the oracles of God. You need milk, not solid food, for everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness since he is a child. But solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. Did you get that? Solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. If, if you're going to be able to discern properly, to see clearly, to hear distinctly, to know the perfect will of God for your life, number one, you've got to have a diet, regular diet of God's word. Milk is for babes. It has a purpose. It has a time. 
But as believers, you have to grow in the word of God. It is a constant, a constant diet of God's holy word. And you can't just get it on Sunday. What if you just ate once a week? I'm talking about physically now. You wouldn't do that to yourselves. What if you had one meal, one time, every seven days? You wouldn't, you wouldn't do that to yourself. You wouldn't. So why are you doing that to yourself spiritually? Why are you waiting on me to feed you once a week? And thinking that that's going to help you make the right decisions. Thinking that that one meal once a week is going to help you when it's time to operate in spiritual discernment. Why are you waiting for one meal once a week thinking that that's going to give you everything you need to choose correctly, to see correctly, to hear correctly? You wouldn't do that to yourself physically. Stop doing that to yourself spiritually. Y'all not talking to me. Y'all not talking to me. Okay, so you got you got to come off of the milk. You got to get on some meat and and get into God's word and stop waiting on me to feed you weekly. Mm. Help me, Holy Ghost. Help me, Holy Ghost. All right. Um, number two, so you need a healthy diet. Number two, you need a life of prayer. You need a life of prayer. Again, you need a life of prayer. Not just listen, quit waiting on me to preach for you on Sunday and quit waiting for a deacon to pray for you on Sunday. Stop it. Stop it. You're not going to get where you need to be in terms of your spiritual discerning life, getting weekly meals and weekly prayers. Stop it. <laughs> Y'all quiet on me. Weekly meals and weekly prayers are not going to get you where you need to be in order to see and hear and discern correctly. You have to have a life and a lifestyle of prayer. Philippians 1 and 9. Philippians 1 and 9. Philippians 1 and 9. And it is my what? Prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment. Paul says, I am praying for you. Now I can pray for you and I will pray for you that, that you, that you are indwelt and filled by the spirit of God, that God would direct you, that you would not lean on your own understanding, but you would 
lean on, on, on the Lord, trust in the Lord, and he will direct you. I'm going to pray that for you, but you have got to pray that for yourself daily. Daily. Somebody say daily. Daily pray. Daily read the word of God. Yeah. In the same way that you give yourself daily, in the same way that you give yourself multiple meals a day, you ought to be praying multiple times a day. And here's the promise, y'all. Well, let me let me show you the promise in James 1 and 5. The promise is this. In James 1 and 5, here's what, here's what the apostle says. James 1 and 5 says, if any of you lacks wisdom or discernment, let him ask God. What is asking God? Pray. If any of you lacks the ability to discern, pray to God about it, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. There's the promise, y'all. If you lack discernment, pray for it. And if you don't get it after the first prayer, keep praying for it. God, open my eyes that I might see rightly, that I might know deeply, that I might understand fully, that I might comprehend completely, that I might hear clearly your will for my life. And keep praying it. Keep praying it. Good God Almighty. All right, I'm just about out of time. So I got to give you this third one, this last one. Three points tonight. Three point. I'm a three point preacher on most Sundays. <laughs> study God's word. You get you got to study God. I talked about a healthy diet. I want to end again with not just reading the word of God, but studying the word of God. Romans 12 and 9. Romans 12 and 9 is what it says. Romans 12 and 9. Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Keep that up for a minute. Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Now, you say, Reverend, I don't see nothing about studying God's word. It's in there. Believe me. Stay with me. It's in there. Hold fast to what is good. All right. Let, let me let me say it like this. Um, abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Um, I am told, I don't know it for sure, but it works well for this point. So I am told <laughs> that that um, when when uh, bankers are being trained in bills, uh, money, um, and being able to distinguish real money from counterfeit money, I am told that they don't study the counterfeit money, but what they study is the real money. Stay with me. And the reason that they don't study the counterfeit money is because 
counterfeit money, it you know, it it will get better and better as time goes on. They'll, they'll fix this, they'll correct this. But if you know what the real money is, what it looks like, if you understand completely through and through every mark on a real bill, when you see the counterfeit, you don't have to worry about everything that's wrong because you know what's right. I'm going somewhere. Uh, <laughs> uh, let, let me let, let me let me let me let me do another thing. I'm out of time. Let me do it like this. Um, Coke Classic, Coke Zero, Diet Coke, Pepsi, Diet Pepsi, and whatever else, whatever else, all right? First of all, doesn't matter which one you are, whether you're a Coke person or a Pepsi person, whichever one you are, if you really know that product, your taste buds are so finely tuned on that product that you know when what you're drinking is not that thing. Coke drinkers know when they are not drinking a Coke. Come on and talk to me if you can. Pepsi drinkers know when they are not drinking Pepsi. And they might look the same. They might smell the same. But when you taste it, depending on what your product is, you know the real thing. Talk to me, somebody. <laughs> I'm done, y'all. But but all I'm saying is this. when it When it comes to the word of God, you don't have to study a whole lot of other religions and a whole lot of other things to know what's real and what's right. There are a whole lot of other systems out there. There are a whole lot of other thought systems and belief systems out there. And you're trying to figure out where truth is in that. I don't need to study all that because I've got the real. I'm done. See, I told you it was going to be good. I've got the real thing. And so if I study it, all I have to do is compare everything else to it. I'm done, y'all. But my soul is happy. Uh, um, uh, yeah, yeah. I've got the real thing. I've got the real thing in the word of God. And when I study God's word, I don't have to debate everything else because I'm comparing everything else to what God's word says. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done, y'all. Bless you. It, it got real good right there. I felt the spirit move right there. It got real good. Bless y'all. I'm praying for your discernment. I'm praying that in your life, you will be able to see, hear, and understand what is true, what is good, what is lovely, what is honest, what is beautiful, what is of good report, and that you would think on those things 
that you would walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. I'm done, y'all, but I still feel something in here. <laughs> Bless you. Let me pray with you. Father in heaven, we thank you, God, for this day and for this time together. Thank you, Lord, that your word is true. God, that we can depend upon your word. Thank you, Lord, that you give us the ability to discern that you, Christ, living in us, you give us wisdom from God. And Lord, we pray now, I pray now for every believer who struggles with decisions to make, struggling right now with what to do and struggling to know where your will is for their lives. God, I pray that you open their ears, that they would hear clearly, open their eyes, that they would see clearly, open their hearts and their minds, that they would know deeply your perfect will. Thank you for the ability to discern. And God, we pray now that we would not rely upon flesh and blood, but that we would receive revelation from on high in Jesus' name. And for his sake, we pray. Amen. And amen. God bless you. We will see y'all Sunday, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. Go in peace.